the truck that's noisier is the truck with the air conditioning on, so a bit of buffeting. So I was thinking, I was listening to some podcasts, and I was thinking, you know, Chris, maybe you're overthinking this. These people just want to hear you talk. They want to hear your voice. So Holly's looking at me like I'm insane. He, um, when we ride in the truck, he sits in the passenger seat. Actually, he stands in the passenger seat, and he uh, stares at me anxiously and drools on my arm. That's what he does. Two-hour ride, that's what he's doing. So we gassed up. We're heading down to Cape Cod. I got my bike. So we'll give you my fitness update. So riding's going really well. I rode my motorcycle out to uh, North Adams, Massachusetts with my friend Frank. And he was, uh, he was, he was, what shall we say, diminishing me a bit on my motorcycle riding skills. Because he had his full-on... Kevlar motorcycle riding outfit with the boots and the jeans and all that stuff. And I showed up in my shorts and t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> and he's riding his BMW with the fairing. It was 1100. And I've got my, you know, my VF 700 Sabre from 1984, which is essentially a sprint bike uh, from the old days. <laughs> and so he was he was perturbed at me. It's like you're not taking this serious. I'm like, this is how I ride a motorcycle. Sorry, I did get a bit of a sunburn though. It's a beautiful ride out to North Adams from from my house out uh, Route Two. And one place it starts to follow a river. It goes down to sort of a one lane switch back through the mountains. Uh, really beautiful. Some beautiful out- overlooks, and then it opens up into North Adams drops down into the valley and then on the other side of that is Williamstown and you're very close to both New York and Vermont at that point it's the Mohawk Trail it's really pretty it's a touristy place you could like any other tourist town any place in Massachusetts a beautiful little 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 valley town Uh, right next to Williamstown that's where I'm staying I got a hotel there I'm going to stay over there Friday night the 19th I'm going to get my wife to pick me out, uh, sorry, not pick me up, but drop me off at the top of the mountain range, which is between, not really a mountain range, it's the Berkshires, right? So it's only like 3,000 feet, but I don't want to, I don't want to pedal that right off the bat, so I'm going to have her drop me right in the saddle on 116, about 10 miles in, so I can start my ride with a nice... Two three thousand mile, two three thousand mile, two three thousand foot drop, and I'll cycle all my, I'll cycle all day to Patriots Place uh, in Foxborough, Gillette Stadium, which will be back roads about 130 miles, easy peasy. I'll have her, you know, find me a couple of times along the way to refill my my bottles make sure I'm okay, and uh, I got it all figured out. I got one big ride this weekend. I'm going to do it down the Cape, which would be good, kind of flattish, but it's also, for some reason, the, the Cape feels hotter than where I live, so when I cycle on the Cape, when I've run on this rail trail, the real fail, feel, because of the salt air, I guess, and the, and the, just the no trees, it, it feels a lot hotter. So that is my plan, cycle the 20th, then wake up in Foxborough, 
cycle over onto Cape Cod, out the length of Cape Cod to to um, Race Point Light up in Provincetown, and that's it. That'll be a wrap. But it's been feeling good. I actually feel very fit. I look at the way my legs and my my butt have reconfigured. I'm very strong in the lower body. I've got uh, good endurance. I can get on that bike and turn those cranks for hours and hours and hours, and it's fine and dandy. So, like I said, I'm riding my mountain bike, my Motovacan 29er. I It's much more comfortable. I put some small block tires on it to handle the road work, and it kicks out those big rocks. Piece of cake. I got a fresh set of skins and some extra tubes that I'll have my wife carry for me in case the you know the the ones I'm riding fail but it should be should be perfect for this trip so that's what I'm doing and I'm riding you know it's again it's it's typical training cycle so you're doing waves of two or three weeks where every two or three weeks you're hitting a high volume week where I'm probably doing uh, you know four cycles in that week two of them a pretty hard workout and then the final one, a long ride of four hours and change, boxed in by two other uh, hour and a half, two hour, hour 45 type rides, right? So you get three days in a row um, of the tired legs and with that long ride. So it's, it's very encouraging. It's really helped to sort of solve my aching mind from not being able to run. My knee still hurts if I try to do stupid stuff like, you know, lunges or, or climbing. Uh, it still twinges, so there's still something in my knee from 18 months ago. At some point this fall, I'll try to figure it out again and see where we're at. But, uh, you know, it, cro- it pops when I move it. I just straighten out my leg here in the truck, and it popped, right? The knee pops. So there is something in there, uh, something structural. I don't know. We'll try to figure it out again. So, so anyhow, that's that. Uh, the only downside is my nutrition isn't great. I'm running heavy. I'm probably 15, 20, 25 pounds heavy. I'm eating a lot of, lot of you know, I eat good food for the most part. I'm a salads and smoothie kind of guy. But, you know, with my wife, she likes to cook a lot of sort of traditional American fat food. So I end up with a lot more calories than I actually need especially with my engine that <laughs> that idles very low. I don't need a lot of calories. Um, and then I have been, you know, drinking beer. I love my beer. And that's it. I'm, you know, I'm getting close to retirement. I think that's what I want to do when I'm retired, work out and drink beer. So shoot me. <laughs> oh, I have had a great summer. I took the summer, quote-unquote, off from my Apocalypse podcast meaning that I was doing other things besides the narrative for the apocalypse. So I did another story, a science fiction story, and I've done a number of interviews of me being interviewed on other podcasts for the apocalypse show, which if you're interested, those are kind of interesting. It's a, part, it's a side of me you have not heard before. It's Chris the author and Chris the science fiction geek. Uh, it's very interesting. Interesting to me, anyhow. Having a lot of fun with that. Uh, unveiling a side of myself that had not gotten a lot of fertilizer in my life 
having fun with that. I'm going to start up again. I got the first episode of the new season written. I'm going to start up again in a couple of weeks and try to monetize that and having fun with it, turn it into a book, all sorts of stuff. That's that. Uh, other than that, over the summer, I have had a couple of good long trips down the Cape. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a change in, change in venue, right? I mean, not a change in lifestyle per se, change in venue. I'm in a different house. You know, this, the thing that happens is, though, as soon as you get down to your other house, then you remember all the stuff you don't have. So you almost need to have all your stuff with you and and drive it back and forth. That's the annoying part. The And I haven't really even gotten to the beach that much. I'll try to get to the beach this weekend after my long ride, get some beach time, get some sun. You know, I just like it. The days are starting to get short already. It's very hot. It's in the going to be 100 today. It's probably 100 outside right now in Massachusetts, which is a full-on heat wave. Ollie doesn't like the heat. You can hear him. Hear him panting, drooling on my arm, acting anxious. I've also read a whole bunch of books this summer. I read uh, uh, The Maltese Falcon and The Big Sleep. Little went through a little noir phase. I've read a few science fiction books. And uh, I read Memoirs of a Geisha. Uh, just because someone, somehow I had it. I, in my life, I always have a stack of unread books that I've picked up. And I work my way through them. And that's part of my part of what I do. I read a lot. Currently, I'm reading uh, the book I Am Legend, which if you remember, this is the Will Smith movie about the apocalypse with zombies, kind of zombies, but the original book was uh, was about vampires, actually. It's called, well, there was, it's a, three movies have been made out of this book, but the original book was called I Am Legend. I'm reading that. Very good. So anyhow, that's what I do. I read, I hang out, I drink beer, I work out, and then I have this job that I work at, which is actually quite a high-level executive role, um, and, you know, hey, it is what it is. I'm going to retire at some point. I'm just trying to figure out what to do and how to navigate all that. And so that's that's me, right? And then when it comes to the podcast, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do next. I really don't have time to produce a bunch of interviews and and just that, that seven or eight hours every couple of weeks to produce Run, Run, Live. I just ran out of that time. I'm doing other stuff now, and I just don't have that time. So i got to figure out how to talk to you guys. One of the things that I'm considering is doing a series on how to find running, how to fall in love with running, like a beginner series, because I think... It seems very simple on the surface, and what brought this up is I've had people who are actual beginner runners come to me and say, what, you know, what am I doing wrong? What should I do first? Those kind of questions. And it seems like a very simple set of questions on the surface, but it becomes not complex, but dense and multi-branching when you actually start to talk through it. Because, you know, where should you start? That's a good question. Should you start with form? Should you start with buying a pair of shoes? Should you start with running? What, well, how should you start, right? And how do you describe this to someone who doesn't know the vocabulary and the lexicon? And who would you interview to get the most 
valuable opinion for someone who's just starting out, right? What is that body of knowledge? How do we help codify that? So that's one thing. And then on the other end of that spectrum, my own situation is how do you, how do you discuss running at the end of your running career, right? Where there is no more, there are no more PRs. There potentially is a few more decades of a lifestyle. And how do you embrace that? How do you find that? How do you take a competitive runner, you know, a, a person who is lucky enough to do all these things and scale that to a later in life scenario? That's another thing I'm thinking about. And these would be the things, if I have the time, that I want to talk about going forward. So anyhow, failing that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do some of these impromptu recordings. I'm going to go all Steve Runner on you and just set up the mic when I have the time and talk. And I hope that's good enough. I think I'm too hard on myself. I Well, I know I'm too hard on myself. I, I always want to be perfect at everything. But that's not uh, not even my style. My style is to wing it most of the time, so I guess this all fits. I'll talk myself into it. So anyhow, here's Ollie and I telling you that uh, we'll see you out there. Cheers.